Hey, welcome, welcome to the first episode of the Midi. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, DC Ray. I'm here with my little brother. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about America's most loved terrorist. In other words, your mother. Yeah, I said it. We talking about mothers today. The reason I call them the most loved terrorists is because you can't live with them, can't live without them. And even though you love them, I got to admit, growing up, they do some real terrorist shit to you. Definitely, moms is pretty crazy, man. And I don't even know why they like that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I mean, we love our mothers uh, unconditionally. Hell, I even donate my kidneys to my mother. I don't care how much she drink. Hey, I'm the same way, man. I love, I love my mama to death, but she crazy as hell. Yeah, and today we're gonna we gonna speak on that. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of us running around in the world with stories to tell about some terrorist shit that your mama did to you while you when you was growing up. I mean, am I right? Hey, you ain't lying, man. My mama did some uh some pretty terrorist shit. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give them their flowers while they're here. Now, I mean, now I, I will say some of the stuff that my mom did. It was extreme. But it did make me to the person I am today, and I appreciate it for that. I appreciate her for that. Also, I got married and had a son this year, so yeah, congrats to that. You know, by, with me uh, just seeing how my wife do and the stuff that she go through, uh, that she went through through pregnancy, and then how she is as a mother now, it makes me look at it differently. Like, like I always seen it with my own mom, but like actually seeing it firsthand is is different so i mean i appreciate i appreciate that on a different level so shout out to all the baby mothers out there doing y'all thing yeah shout out to (laughs) y'all so um how would you explain your relationship with your mom uh at this point in your life how old are you i'm 23 now okay 23 years old how would you how would you describe the transition in your relationship from when you was a kid to now a man at 23 years old honestly like the relationship with me and my mom now is a complete like complete 180 from what it was before uh-huh. because i don't i'm i don't really know why if it's because now she i don't know if she see me as a man now or what what exactly it is but me and my mom relationship is completely completely different we got way more respect i respect her more she respect me more and we don't argue as much. Obviously, it might be because I'm not in her household, but our relationship is a ton, a ton better. I love my mom compared to what she used to do. Some of the stuff I see why she did it, but other stuff I still question to this day, even though I know <laughs> to I'm, this day, to this day, to this day, to this day. But I know I'm never gonna get them answers for that. But I still love her either way it go. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So before we even get to all the terrorist stuff that our moms or anybody moms did growing up uh let's touch on times where your mom came to the rescue because my mom for sure came to the rescue a couple of times in my life so tell us about a time where your mom actually came to the rescue came to the rescue uh okay i don't remember exactly how old i was but i remember this because it seemed like a nightmare uh-huh. uh, but maybe i know i was younger probably i want to say probably like 10 years ago it was a little family trip to canada uh, me, my uncle, my mom, and my cousins, we went over there. And my cousin Steven at the time, I'm probably like 10, I'm probably like 10, 11 at the time. Steven, Steven damn near a senior in high school. 
So mm-hmm. he big, he know he bigger than me. I'm a little fat kid, and we up on on top of a slide. And Stephen like, you know, I'm about to go down this bitch. So Stephen go down that bitch, and he was like, I bet you won't do it as he was going down. And I'm like, man, I ain't no hoe. So shit, I'm gonna go down there, even though I knew I couldn't swim. So went after Stephen as went down there. As soon as I touched the bottom, I saw light for a second. Then I saw nothing but water after that. Uh-huh. Just dry, damn near was drowning. Man, I kept coming up and going right back down the lifeguards was literally literally i'm at their feet and these niggas is having a conversation above me like if i look up it's blurry but i can see them talking and my mom was like um excuse me and then they looked down and saw me and then they got my ass about the water but she came in clutch because i ain't a nigga would have died that day yeah oh shit man i ain't hey i'm your brother i ain't even know that story but shit shout out to your mom save me a time when my mom saved me, I'll give you two instances. The one time I was a kid, right? Yeah. And uh we we took a walk. We lived over there on the east side, like off Cashew and uh like Otter Drive or something. Wherever I, I got a real bad memory when it comes to the east side. I'm a full fledged west side nigga. That's yeah. just hey, that's just it. East side niggas grimy. <laughs> yeah, so I mean we had walked to Ball Duck Park or whatever. So we had to park or whatever. She walking, we playing or whatever. So it's time to go back home. I live like on Grayton Street. So we walking, and all of a sudden, like the bushes start start rumbling and shit. Big ass black dog hopped out that bitch. I instantly, hey, fight or flight, I took the fuck off. Nah, I always got to get a head start. That's why I walk in the street to this day because I got to see what's coming from the right and what's coming from the left of me. That's why I walk in the street. So dog pop out. I instantly start running. I grabbed my mom, start pulling me, like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. She was like, get your motherfucking hands off me. She was like, I'm trying to pull her and shit. She like, fuck that. Turned up on this dog, like, get your motherfucking ass out of here. It's like, start cussing the dog out and jumping at it and shit. That dog stopped in his tracks and took the, barked a little bit and took the fuck off the other way. And then she, hey, she taught me a lesson, like, you better he better put your motherfucking foot down. I don't know. No. It's just a dog or what? Whatever. Hey, I ain't give a fuck what she was talking about. We had to get the fuck on. <laughs> and another time, like when I was a dog, me and Dez was in college and we was coming home from uh we, we played football out in school in Kentucky. We was coming home for Thanksgiving. So the nigga had a he ain't have his, his greenhouse ticket. Like he had to get it at the station, but the station was closed. So we traveled, we walked like two miles to the nearest Home Home Depot, not Home Depot, but Office Depot or Office Match to try to print out something saying that he bought the ticket. So we ended up getting just an email confirmation, that's it. So, nah, we, we was in like Buck, fuck Kentucky. I'm like, damn, bro, if they don't let you on this bus, shh. I got to miss the damn bus too because that's my homie. Like, I want to just leave him. In Kentucky, because we couldn't go back to the school, was locked up. I couldn't leave my boy, so I was like, damn, we're going to have to get a fucking hotel or something. That shit going to be fucked up. So, you know, we were sitting on the bus just hoping they was going to let us on. I was like, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to call my goddamn mom. So when all else fails, she always made it happen. I don't know. She was intimidating. Nah, I'm not just saying that. Like, she she could really intimidate. Definitely. I just seen her intimidate grown men before. And over the phone, which I don't get. I don't know what the fuck they be saying to him. Uh, um, so, yeah, I called my mom and told her the situation. She was like, okay, y'all get on the bus. 
And if they don't let them on, hand me the phone. All right, bet. <laughs> so I'm waiting on the bus like a like like I got something up my sleeve or some shit. Like I wish these niggas would say something. So <laughs> we get on the bus. They ain't, they end up ain't saying shit, but I know she always had my back, and that's that's how it always been. Like your mom always gonna have your back no matter what. One hundred. And just a side note, I'm scared. I, I was scared of your mama up until probably like last year. Oh, trust me, I I I see it right through her now. Like I don't know if it's because she got grandkids or she older, but they start to get soft. Like this motherfucker was the toughest person in the world. Yeah, I don't know if it was the motherfucker or, or what it was. <laughs> but your mama used to strike fear in my heart, dog. Man, she scared. She scared the boy. The boy is my little brother. I call him the boy. Um, she scared him so bad. He was looking. I think he had somebody else sign his uh, permission slip to go on a field trip. She got to yelling at this nigga and staring at him in his soul and shit. He was like, I don't know. The room starts spinning. <laughs> While she was yelling at me, I couldn't even hear no more. The room just starts spinning. I was like, damn. That's real fear. So that was the time when your mom kind of got you out of the jam or was there for you. Now let's get into the meaty gritty of this <laughs> conversation. Growing up, tell us the time where your mom did something just extreme, absurd, and kind of like on a on the terrorist side. On terrorist side, um, cool. all right. Well, this is probably my sophomore year. Uh, sophomore year, I just, I you know, growing up, I used to be a little, a little, a little fat. Then probably like tenth grade is when I start to look, you know, start to lift weights a little bit. Yeah. So got a little muscle to me. So a couple of times I failed myself. I probably do like 200 push-ups a night on some on some mad white boy shit. I don't know, <laughs> but I feel, I was just feeling myself. And then one night my mom was really on some crazy shit. She was really on some crazy shit. I forgot exactly what the fuck had happened. Oh no, she tried to beat my ass with a coat hanger. She tried to hit me with a motherfucking coat hanger because I forgot. Bro, I don't remember exactly what happened, but she, my mom tried to beat my ass with a coat hanger. And I just got done with my push-ups, so we wasn't having none of that. My chest was still on fire. Mm-hmm. We about to hit me with none of that shit. So she grabbed a coat hanger, and it wasn't that plastic bitch. It was that 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 white, that metal bitch with the wire. A wire <laughs> hanger. <laughs> she grabbed one of them bitches trying to whoop my ass with it. So as soon as she swing it, mm, I grab it. Look her in her soul like, uh-uh, fuck you thought. This ain't happening right now. So she said, all right, nigga. My mama turned into John Cena and tried to German suplex me against the wall. Tore her ACL in the process. Oh, my God. Tore her ACL. She, oh, she, my God. She, she picked me up and tried to put me on the back of my neck. And as soon as she picked me up, she put all my weight and her weight on one knee. And she just held her knee and fell in the corner. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Ramon. I just looked at her, bro. I looked at her like, oh, she weak right now. That's what you get. And I just ran. Oh, my God, bro. You a menace for that. I ran, nigga. Like, I ran out that apartment complex. I did not. I ran into the night. I swear to God, bro. I called my nigga Lamont. He ran into the night. Bro, I called my nigga Lamont, bro. This is the funniest thing. Call Lamont. Boom. Boom, call like, hey, bro. He like, damn, nigga, it happened again. I'm like, hell yeah, bro. So I hopped the fence to this uh, little hotel, the Quality Inn, where I used to stay at. Me, me and Lamont Lil' Meetup spot was a Burger King because he stayed in the complex literally right across from the freeway, which is nothing but a 10-minute walk. Uh-huh. So I'm like, nigga, meet me at the spot. We get in the Burger King. And this is, just, this is really just a coincidence. We get in the Burger King. We just chopping it up for maybe like a minute. 
Next thing you know, I look out the window, I see a Oakland County like man. Like the police shit, like I'm thinking, oh, this bitch that called the police on me. So I told him, I look at Martin, I'm like, hey, I give him that look like, nigga, I'm about to skedaddle out this bitch. So he was like, all right, meet me at the crib. Man, I ain't never been fast growing up. I've always been the slowest nigga. Hey, you were slower than a motherfucker. You couldn't, hey. He used to do this thing called the midget run. And just because you was moving your limbs fast, you thought you were going fast. <laughs> This nigga would be moving his moving his feet and hands, just feet and hands, no legs, no arms. His feet and hands, hundred miles an hour, and no. think he and think he like the wind out of there. Man, I'm flashing my head. I don't give a fuck. But man, so what? So what ended up happening? You escaped the police and you just chilled at your boy house. Hell yeah, I got the fuck on. Damn. So you went, you played football in high school, correct? I did. Your senior year, your last home game, what happened? Uh-uh. <laughs> it was my last away game. Uh-huh. My, la- my last away game. And that was my junior year. Junior year, last away game. We about to play Royal Oak. Like I said, I one thing I regret is growing up, I never really gave it my all, I feel like. But last game of the year, Royal Oak, shit, in high school, we called them Royal Joke because they was ass. So, Boom. It's probably like five minutes before the game started. I'm on probation. And my bad, five minutes before we watched film. And my, my teammate, Andrew, catch me walking through the hall like, hey, bro, your mom looking for you. So my head, I'm like, what the fuck she want? And what the fuck is you in the school for? Because we, 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 wasn't, we wasn't doing the best at that time. So I see her, and she was like, your probation officer got to talk to you. Come with me. And this is literally five minutes before film. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I told him, as we walking out the school, I'm like, Man, like, like I, I got filmed the game about to start. She's like, don't worry. You're like, I, we'll, we'll have you back in time before then. You'll make it. So whatever. Get in the car. And we start driving. By the time we leave the school, it's like five It's like five o'clock. Nigga, we driving past goddamn Clarkston, bro. It's damn near six o'clock. And I'm like, bro, the game is about, like, what the fuck? The game about to start and I already missed the bus and this and that. So she's like, no, nah, don't worry. You good. Nigga, it's dark. It's seven o'clock. So now I'm like, what the, f- what's going on? Pulling to these, this wooded area. Pull into this wooded area, and then I'm like, I still got my my football jersey on. Pull into this wooded area, and these bald niggas come from off the woods. Bald niggas in the camp with some camo pants on. Open the door for me, talking talking about get out. I said, Who are you? He said, Welcome to boot camp. It's gonna be a long ass weekend for you, son. And I looked at my mama, and I just felt so much rage. If I you would to like to permanently block your number from receiving calls from this facility, press six. For balance and rate quotes, press seven. Thank you for this using my older brother Security. You may start the conversation now. Hello. Yo. What's the deal, bro? What up? Hey, we shooting the uh, the podcast right now. You on right now? You said what? What y'all talking about? We talking about all the crazy shit your mom used to do growing up. What you want to say to the people? <laughs> I don't know. The craziest shit my mama did? Yeah. Uh, she stole my weed twice. What, like, what you mean she stole your weed? Like, uh, she found my fat. She smelt it. In the room, bumping. This before we even had loud, but the shit was some Reggie, but the shit was just, it had a loud smell to it, you feel me? Uh-huh. So, uh, she must have sniffed it out and just stole it. She ain't say shit. I ain't getting no trouble with nothing. 
I just knew my weed was gone, and she didn't say shit to me. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm like, damn. So she ain't never say nothing to me and shit, really. She just was like, you know, after a day or two, just like, well, how much was that you had? What you selling them bags for? <laughs> shit like that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm like, damn. So uh, I'm up in her room sleeping, snooping around and shit. I smell the weed still. I'm like, oh shit, OG still got the motherfucking bag. <laughs> now that's crazy <laughs> because that's crazy because growing up, you always used to get in trouble for weed and shit. But now yeah, what? you always used to get in trouble for having weed and shit. But now, since I'm older, she brought this bitch smoking weed. Like, I go to her house and she <laughs> she she getting high. I'm like, what the fuck? This whole time, <laughs> you was getting your ass beat. And she's smoking weed too. I thought that no, shit was so that, crazy. This, that ain't the whole story though. Check it out. <laughs> now, when I steal the weed back, there was some bags missing out that motherfucker. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it wasn't a whole bag. It was like five, six bags missing. Hell yeah. It was probably like, like, I think like a $200 sack. That bitch got, came back $175 sack. <laughs> Ramming that bitch off. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But you and know what? He found it again and took it again. So, so, so y'all fumbling the bag to each other, basically. Yeah, no, I ain't never get it back that time. I I remember one time you was working, like at a store or something, for one of our family members or whatever you was doing. We lived over there on Grayton. You asked her about some money that you owe that she owed you or something. That I owed you? No, that you owe, she owed you. And I don't know, I remember that shit getting a little bit heated, and she had walked away. <laughs> she came back and choked your ass up like Melvin did uh, motherfucking Tyrese on Baby Boy. <laughs> she choked your ass up and took you down to the floor <laughs> on some motherfucking WrestleMania shit. Me and the boy just looking like, oh shit, you done wasted down the damn call. juice. Pennsylvania State Correctional Institution, Albion. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. Oh, no, you done wasted damn juice on the motherfucking floor. It was crazy. Uh-huh. I said, the juice that waste on the table, we just watching the stream drip down to the carpet, your ass getting choked out. You got kicked out. I don't know how many times you got kicked out growing up, but I remember the first time your ass got kicked out. <laughs> I remember the first time you got your ass kicked out, I went up to her and was like, uh, so since D'Angelo gone, can I have his Xbox? <laughs> you gonna try to take my role? Hell yeah, hey. It was like 10 minutes after your ass got kicked out too. But, shit, she, uh, we all, I mean, we brothers and shit, we tried to save each other. You did some fucked up shit to me growing up. Like black in my eye when I was seven, but we looked out for each other because you know this nigga was a threat, but she was a bigger threat. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I had to wake your ass up at like four o'clock in the morning to wash dishes because she said the dishes better be done before she get home. You went to sleep, and I wake up. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I seen her on the couch. The dishes weren't done. I woke your ass up, and we had did the dishes at like four o'clock in the morning. Listen, I remember I used to be like, I'm about to run away. This is when I was little. <laughs> I'm about to run away. She'd be like, don't run, walk. 
Man. Terror shit. I told my mama I was going to cut myself one time. She damn near gave me the knife. I ain't even mean this shit. <laughs> I ain't even mean it. I just wanted to see what she was going to say. I'm in the closet like, man, I'm going to end it right now. And she gave me the knife to my, do it, motherfucker. What? <laughs> shit. I am a little you. Bitch, really? Yeah, your mom. You ain't serious. <laughs> yeah, but uh, shit, this is my brother, D'Angelo. You in penitentiary right now. You want to say anything to the people out there? Free this is That's a call it. from Pennsylvania State Correctional Institution. Hey, we got to finish shooting this. I'll get with you. Freedom boys. You said what? I said I got to get with you later. Let me finish this. You got you got to get to what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my older brother, man. He did. He should be coming home soon. But, okay. The boot camp story. Man, got what? Like I said, two bald head niggas from out the woods had the camo pants on. Opened the door for me. Told me to get up out the car. I'm like, who is you? They talking about you. Welcome to boot camp. This gonna be a long ass weekend for you, son. Looked at my mama in disbelief. Are like, you really gonna betray me like that? Damn, really? Man, I'm like 45, 50 minutes away from 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 anything, bro. For real. So let me get this straight. Your last. Away game of the season, your mom lied to you and said, Yo, you got to go see your probation officer. Drove you an hour away into some woods, into some boot camp. Into a boot camp. I was going to get the most clocked that game. I was so excited. So excited. That shit was rug pulled from beneath me. Damn. Couldn't believe that shit, man. I ain't going to lie, though, bro. That weekend, man. That damn, bro, I got in shape in three days. What did they have you doing? Everything, bro. Everything, dog. The same night, bro. They making it seem like everything, peaches and cream. It's like 9, 10 o'clock. They like, everybody go to bed. Boom. All right, cool. I had a long day anyways. I'm mad now. So I go to sleep. These niggas wake us up three, four, bro, it's like four hours later. They wake us up at like 2.30 in the morning, abruptly, uh-huh. yelling. It's cold as fuck outside at 2 o'clock in the morning. They have us line up outside the cabin, and they take us into the woods. Into the woods is a, a tall-ass, like, log, like, log wall, probably, like, 10, 15 feet tall. Uh-huh. It's nine or ten of us, and the only thing they told us is everybody got to get on top of there in 15 minutes. Or so, you got PT for an hour. Nigga, what? You had to climb something at 2 o'clock in the morning, climb a log? We had to climb. First off... I just woke up. My brain is scrambled, bro. I still don't even know what the fuck going on. Nigga, I can barely climb a fence. You feel me? Shit, I can barely climb the damn stairs sometimes. And they told us to climb up that log thing, bro. It's it's, like I said, it's about 10 of us, bro. Everybody had to get on top of there. They didn't give us no no direction. They said everybody got to get up there. I'm the biggest nigga. So by default, I got my back against the log, kind of squatted, and I got my, uh, my hands out. And people stepping on my hands, and I'm trying to give them a boost up top. Uh, how many people was it? Like I got said about nine, ten of us total. Mm. So I boost, I, I lift up probably like nine niggas. <laughs> and then what, what happened with you? I lift my bad. I lie. I lift up eight. I lifted up eight, and then the last dude helped me up. And then they, like the uh, the niggas I was already up there, they pulled me up. So then we just reached down and grabbed him. So y'all made it. We all made it. We we, we probably had literally maybe a, a minute or two left to spare. Bet, bet, bet. 
So that happened. And what happened when you was leaving boot camp? What was the conversation like? What, with my with my mom? Yeah. Uh no, honesty, man, it really wasn't no conversation for the for like the first 30 minutes. I was still in shock that <laughs> I, that this was my weekend. Uh what kind of was the icebreaker, the deal breaker, which made her talk to me first is the fact that the boot camp wanted me to come back to be a part of the honors company. Cause they was like, we see that he's a leader, this, 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 and that. He don't really seem like a problem child. You're a leader, but you're a delinquent. I'm a leader. Okay. All right. Miss Tessie. I'm a leader. <laughs> so two more stories I want you to hit on. Have you ever got kicked out the car on the freeway? I've been been kicked out the car plenty of times. It wasn't on the freeway, but it did have me walking along the freeway. Um this one I stayed in Rochester. My mom, me and my mom drove to Partridge Creek Mall, which is probably a 30 minute drive from Rochester. About 20, about 20, 30 minute drive from Rochester. But walking, it's a long ass walk. So we get to Partridge Creek Mall, me and my mom get into an argument, and all the things she said was, get out, bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> get out, bitch. And I was like, all right, bet. You ain't got to tell me twice, nigga. I don't even like you anyways. She's like, you can walk home, motherfucker. I said, all right, bet. Turn my ass around. I start walking. Get out a full full story because some people don't even believe me on this story, man. I start walking. I get. I start walking maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and it dawned on me. I'm like, I, I Google it, bro. This is a six-hour walk. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Damn. So it's, a old, it's funny. It's an old man at the red light. And I was like, hey. You know how to get to Rochester? And he looked at me. He was like, like, yeah. He like, are you about to walk? I'm like, yeah. He like, get in the car. Uh-huh. I'm like, fuck it, bet. Old man literally ain't driving me shit, but maybe like three miles up the street. And then said, all right, nah. So he saved me probably like two minutes. Start walking again. Now I'm walking. Maybe like an hour go by. I'm walking along the freeway. Literally. You look down, there's cars. They look up, they're just gonna see a little, a little eighth grader walking. So you're eighth grade walking from Partridge Creek all the way to Rochester. All the way to Rochester. I make it How so how so ever did you make it? Man, God. God. Forty another forty five minutes to the walk. I'm probably like an hour and forty five minutes deep. Mm-hmm. I'm on the I'm on the side of the freeway. And I'm tired of walking. And I'm tired of people looking at me because certain people was honking their horns at me. Like, I don't know if it was a joke or some shit was funny or what, but them niggas was honking their horn at me. I didn't know how to take it. Shit, they was trying to see if you was going to do something strange for some change. I, I did it. But, he was on that stroll. <laughs> but next thing you know, man, so I cut. If you stay like around Sterling Heights area, it's like these big like little walls that you'll see in the freeway. On the other side of the wall was an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking on the other side of the wall. For some odd reason, somebody had their bike flipped over. Uh-huh. I checked the tires. I've been kicked, bro. I've been kicked out so many times in my life that this is my transportation. I know how to fully inspect the bike before I before it's mine. Uh. <laughs> so check the tires. Tires got enough air. Start banging them bitches on the ground to make sure it was good. Took that bike and I got the fuck on. And you biked your way home. I biked my way home. I get home when we put up the Partridge Creek. It's about two o'clock. When I get home, it is nine thirty. It is 9.30. I smell like ass outside in nature. And the first thing when I get in the house, I knock on the door. My mama look at me and she said, how the fuck did you get here? <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> what did she want you to do? 
Come on, how the fuck did you get here? I didn't know how to answer the damn question. So she was mad that you were self-efficient? I guess so. I ain't want to talk to her. I just looked at her and then she just let me go go to let me come in the crib and just walk straight to my room. Yeah. So with you getting kicked out all these times, did you ever have to break into your house? Whoo. Man, I did. I remember one time, one time, long story short, man. This is probably one of my favorite times because this is where I feel like we kind of had a little breakthrough, I feel like. Uh-huh. But she kicked me out. Uh, she got into a heated argument. She kicked me out the house. I'm homeless, walking around the suburbs for four, five days. I slept outside the Rochester Library on the bench. The night before that, I slept literally. You know where the water go when you go shopping? You put the water under the basket? No, that's some that's some suburb shit. We don't it's, have one, it's when you go to, even when you go to Myers. That little that thing under the basket. Oh, okay, okay. I the bottom part there. of the basket. I you? slept under there. So you slept <laughs> under a basket. Under the basket in the wintertime at the Salvation Army in Rochester. Damn. It got cold there, so I went up the street to nap donuts. It's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm a, I'm, I even look young. I've, I've always had the baby face. So I get there, I sit down, I smell like ass, and I'm like, shit. I'm in eighth grade, so you know anything you got in your pockets is money. So I had probably like four, five dollars on me. I'm uh-huh. like, shit, let me get a donut. I'm hungry as fuck. So I sit down and they, I guess they smell me. It was like, what are you doing? So like, why, like, why are you here this early? And I, I just made up some bullshit excuse like, oh, you know, Best Buy got a uh, got a release in a couple of hours. I'm, I'm just camping out for. It. I'm just waiting for it. Gave me the donut for free. Could you smell homeless, my nigga? I know, because I was black in the birds, bro. But that's when that shit come in handy. That shit really came in handy. Hey, usually it's the other way around, but somehow, some way. Finish finishing that story. Boom. Usually on the weekends. Usually on the weekends, my mom moms always come to the uh, come to the city because my grandma's still here. Mm-hmm. So I know she's gone. It's Friday. So Friday, I sneak I sneak back over there to the apartment complex. Sneak over there. It's probably, she normally leave the crib around like 5 o'clock. So I get there like 6.30. Uh-huh. I'm playing this move. Get there at 6.30. Boom. Knocking my friend Mina doors across the, across the hall from me. I'm like, let me get two bobby pins. I was on YouTube before just looking up how to pick a lock. <laughs> and I swear, bro, I thought. YouTube this, Academy. Bro, I thought this shit was fake. Because you know you see people p- picking locks with bobby pins. On the know, movies and shit. You think that shit fake. Yeah. Bro, I'm outside the, I'm outside the door with two bobby pins bent back playing with that bitch. For an hour, maybe two hours, bro. Literally, I'm about to say, fuck it. I literally, I was like, man, fuck it. One little last, huh. So I did the, huh. All I heard was, door unlocked. I was like, no way. No way. <laughs> man, open the door. Man, open the door. I felt so free. It was really like a sense of accomplishment uh-huh. that I did it. So I get in the crib, man. I'm hungry as fuck. Like I said, I've been homeless the whole week. I stank. I ain't ate shit. First thing I do, I get booty ass naked. Booty ass naked, man. I pour me a bowl of cereal. I'm on the couch with the PlayStation on playing Madden 11. Butt ass naked. Butt ass naked with some, so, some Reese's. How old was you? This, I'm in high school. <laughs> I forgot exactly how old, but I'm in high school for sure. So you so happy you, you just said, fuck it, let me take all of my clothes off. They was stanking, but I was hungry. I didn't want to smell the clothes, but I wanted to eat. I'm booty ass naked on the couch eating cereal. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It was a stressful week. I damn near was about to turn some porn on, bro, on the P4. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. That's really why I was naked. <laughs> hey, uh, hell no. Nah. You know shit. 
You been gone for how many days? Man, I've been gone for four, five days, bro. I've been outside, hungry, stressed. I need this. Oh, hell no, boy. I it need like this, a, a, man. Ghost was fighting in that motherfucker. Bro, man, next thing you know, like I said, I Boy, they was fighting demons. Fighting demons, man. Sexual demons. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, man, probably like another, once again, another hour go by. I'm still on the couch. I, I ain't even going to lie. I'm damn near ready to go. Damn near about the, you feel me, got the video ready. All that shit. And I hear a door slam. But I, but you know you know the door slam. Like, that don't sound like anybody else's car. That's the car. So uh -huh. I'm in the living room. I look, out the, I look out the blinds. Why the fuck is my mama back and it's the same fucking Friday she left? <laughs> that shit fucked me up. I was she like, was supposed to be gone the whole the weekend. The whole weekend. I was not supposed to see her till Sunday. I had my Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning planned out. She fucked that whole plan up, bro. So I'm like, as soon as I look out and I see her walking, I see her walking hand down with the keys. I was like, no, 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 no. That's all I could say. Boom. Throw the bowl of cereal in the motherfucking, uh, in the sink. Turn the TV off. I'm like, bro, I got to make, she just got, I can't be here. <laughs> I run into my room and I just hide in the closet. Uh -huh. I, I throw some clothes on, obviously, because I was still naked at the time. Uh -huh. Throw some clothes on. Now I'm hiding in the closet. And then probably like five, ten minutes go by. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, bro. She gon' find out you in this bitch. She gon' find out you here. So I mean, I just said fuck it. I walked up out the closet and I just looked her in the dead in her eyes like, yeah, it's me. Uh -huh. And she looked at me like, man, what nigga? What the fuck? Kick me right back out. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You hidden in the closet, right? Here in the closet. What do you have on? Some sweatpants, some shirt, just some just something okay. to throw on. Okay, you you got you got that many clothes on in that short period of time. That's pretty impressive. You want your mama to see your dick? No, I would have just put on some shorts or some shit. That's it. Exactly. Shorts, no drawers. Exactly. So you hit you. You just said fuck you in the closet. She don't even know you there. You don't know how long she's gonna be there. So you just man thumb and said, "Fuck, let me get out the closet." You got out the closet and you just stood there. She, she was coming out of her room because she had went once she went in her room i'm like man fuck it it is what it is so i just walked down into the hallway and i stood there stood there and as i walked into the hallway she came out of room yeah got caught kicked your ass out again kicked me out again but the thing is is i feel like she ain't really want to kick me out because she know she i feel like she knew that kicking me out wasn't gonna do shit because i wanted to be i wanted to be gone anyways like my mama never gave me no type of freedom. That's the problem that we had growing up. So it is a it is important to give your kids some and take some away. You gotta have some type of balance. Definitely, you gotta give your kids, and really, you just gotta give some people space to grow. And yeah. I feel like she ain't never gave me space to grow. So that's why I feel like our relationship is a lot better now because I got my space to grow. Yeah, that's what's up, man. See me growing up, my mom. She was a terrorist. She was like a dictator. She was really intimidating. And she, hey, you never questioned her. I remember some terrorist shit my mom did growing up. I was like seven years old. I came home from school. We had cut up some, a couple pieces of paper with. We had to color them and shit. So my little badass, I'm in the room. I found the lighter. I started setting a piece of paper on fire, blowing them out. She walked into the room. I guess she smelled the smoke. She was like, oh, you in here playing with fire? And see, not only did my mom whoop ass, she would mess with your head. Like, she would, she would nod her head slow and be like, oh, okay. 
like yeah you yeah you damn near whooping your own self before she even touched you i'm in my head thinking like what the fuck what the fuck so she's like oh you here playing fire okay all right so i'm i'm, I'm i instantly cop a plea i'm like hold on i ain't mean to or whatever i ain't mean to play with the fire or whatever i said i made something for you at school today i left it in the car though so i go in the car I, I ain't make shit. I just said it so I can go out the car to prolong my ass whooping. So I sat there and just thought about my life. I had to get mentally prepared for what was finna happen because I knew it was sinister. She ain't hop on tip enough for it to just be ass whooping and then that's it. She had something up her sleeve. I knew it. So I'll go back in the house. She made me go in the bathroom and stand in the bathtub with all my clothes on. She sat on the toilet and started dumping tissue into the wastebasket like oh so you want to play a fire huh well i'm gonna show you what fire do she put the she put the wastebasket in the tub set it on fire that motherfucker went <laughs> set on fire she started scaring the shit out of me with this fire like she was pushing this fire back me in the corner see what fire do see what fire do i'm screaming i'm like ah oh, okay i'm sorry put it out put it out i'm scared as shit she, I, I didn't i'm only seven years old she got this damn fire back me in the corner so she put the fire out, and then she beat my ass. So not only did she just traumatize me, I got my ass beat on top of that. Also, growing up, my mom didn't like me and my brothers fighting. She always say, and I know y'all heard this, y'all, y'all got, y'all, y'all got. Like, y'all can't be fighting, y'all, y'all got. So me and my brother fighting in our room, we just having a little squabble. It wasn't even nothing serious. She catches fighting. She said, okay, y'all want to fight? Okay. Every time she nod her head slow and say, oh, okay. She said, come upstairs. Go upstairs to her room. At the time, Roots was playing. They had a whole Roots marathon playing the whole series. She sat us down and made us watch Roots for like two hours. I had to watch two hours of Roots. And then she was like, by that time, we cool again. Because, you know, you fight with your brother and then you cool. We cool we, this shit boring, but then with some parts of that, we, we watching Roots now. She was like, you see how they brothers and they stick together? And then she beat our ass. Dog. After watching two hours of Roots, she beat our <laughs> ass. So it was torture first and then assault. Dog. Nah. I don't know if, I don't know her connection with the movie Roots, but when I got older, I was in college. I'll never forget this. Um, in my room, I had a paper due. I always do my papers damn near. I start them at night, the day before, and finish them in the morning. It's always been that way. So I'm trying to finish this paper before I got to go. I went to Schoolcraft College at the time, trying to finish this paper before I go to school. My little brother, he in high school, and I guess she, she got tired of the nigga waking up or being lazy. He'd wake up late or like sleep through his alarm. So I guess she got fed up. She told that nigga to get in the shower, get ready for school. He got in the shower. She bust in there and got the bee in his ass. Nah. This nigga's wet. She beating the fuck out of oh him, too. God. I'm typing this paper. I had to stop in my tracks. In my mind, I don't know, I got PTSD. <laughs> and my mind was just racing like, oh, my God, did I do something? Like, this, the ass whooping is, like, right next door. So I'm thinking, I hear everything. It's vivid. This nigga screaming for his life, getting his ass beat. So I'm thinking, I'm tweaking. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm thinking I'm next and shit. I didn't stop my whole paper and everything. I'm like, damn, what the fuck did I do? 
I'm grown as hell, though. All I hear is, nah, you want to act like a field nigga? Then I'm going to treat you like a field nigga. Oh. Beat him like a slave. And then it was like, now get out my water, bitch. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it hurts so much when your mom called you a bitch. And I ain't never got called a bitch before, but I know y'all have. And even when she said it to, to him, I felt it. And like she had some passion on that bitch. It was like emphasized, like it punched me in my chest, like, oh my God. So she was like, you know what? You ain't going to, you ain't going to school today since you want to act like a field nigga. I'm going to treat you like a field nigga. Took him instead of drop him off at school. Took him to the bars. Uh, took him to club celebrities to clean their parking lot. He had to clean the parking lot at celebrities, and then he had to go peel some sweet potatoes all day because he got smart and said, "Well, I can just be a laborer." So she put that nigga to work. Wow. Wow. Hey, it was what it was. Nah, I mean, and I remember this one time, my worst ass woman in my life, it was probably my little niece was living with us. She was like two years old. I'm like maybe 13 years old. She was doing like little kid shit. I said, uh, Lillian, my little niece named Lillian. I said, Lillian, shut the hell up. So her mom was like, uh-uh, don't be telling my baby to shut the hell up. I was like, well, you can shut the hell up, too. <laughs> like, y'all y'all in my house. <laughs> like, So she called my mom up. I was like, Miss um, Tiz, uh, he being disrespectful, we just told Lillian and me to shut the hell up. It was over with. It was over with. She cussed me out. She's like, okay, I'm going to see you. She's like, okay, I'm going to see you when, I, when you when I get home. I sat there for like 10 minutes. I came up with an elaborate speech. I'm talking about like elaborate speech. I called her copping a plea of the year. I said, you know what? I just sat here and I thought about what I did. And I don't even know what came over me. <laughs> I know what's wrong. And how I looked at the definition of respect. And I know I was wrong for what I did and I shouldn't have did it. I repent for my actions. <laughs> like, I'm copping a heavy plea. Like, like, I know I shouldn't have did that. I don't know why I did it. It never happened again. I see, I see, I see the the flaws in my actions. Like I'm, I'm copying a plea. She was like, "Oh, okay." Hung up the phone. That was it. They had me on pins and needles the whole night. I ain't go to sleep. She had to come in like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm laying across my bed, knees on the floor, just looking at the stairs. She walk up the stairs. I see a thin cord. She got an extension cord. I ain't never got to be with extension cord. It's my first time. I'm an extension cord virgin at this time. She popped my motherfucking chair. I back into that corner. She got the beat in my head. Bah, bah, bah. You want to be motherfucking disrespectful like I raised you? And you know, your mom, she like to yell at you when she beats you. And you, you, I'm getting beat. I'm getting beat for real. And she yelling at me and wanted me to answer the shit. We get beat for real. I'm I'm discombobulated because this ass whooping I'm getting, and she want me to answer. Like you ready to get the, you ready to be on your own? You a man? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she beat my ass. Well, you can get the fuck out. I'm like, oh, no, I want to get out. I just want, to, I just want you to stop. Ah, uh, shit. Then had the audacity to come in my room the very next day, 
and say, you got scratches on your back? I'm dead. I was always, I was always accused. My, see, my older brother, he fucked it up. I was always accused for smoking weed when I wasn't even a weed smoker at all whatsoever. I used to come home and she used to say, you high? Because I used to take a nap. You start depreciating naps when you get older. As a kid, you don't ever want to take no nap. When you're a dog, you want to take a nap. Love that shit feel good. So I'm trying to take a nap. She's like, you getting high? I'm like, no, I ain't getting high. I'm just sleepy. So this one time that I came in the house, she was like, you getting high? I'm like, no, I ain't getting high. This crazy woman walked up to me, said, open your mouth. Stuck her nose in my mouth and smelled it to see if she smelled weed on my brush. She said, oh, okay. Same little crazy shit. So I'm like, damn. That shit was just really messed up, bro. Like I, I got, I got PTSD. I see why you are how you are. I don't even want to know what you mean. I see why some screws is on loose. Mm-mm. That's just how it was growing up, and I don't know if it's because they were single black mothers. I, I think the single, the singleness just depending on how single she is, depend on. How extreme she is. Definitely, I feel like I feel like a single woman would want to. I don't know. I feel like they would want to beat. Like you they got they something you. to prove or something. Yeah, as if they beating the dude, whoever they got a problem with. I feel like they beating you as if they you them. I don't know about all that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just Yo a single mama black mom put you in a in a, a shower with fire. That you don't do that to to your child. That's like some. That's literally some torture shit. Yeah, that's some BMF shit. Yeah, Scarface, whatever. It, she popped your cherry with an extension cord. Yeah, that shit was fucked up. So listen, if y'all got any stories that y'all want to share about a time your mom rescued you or a time where your mom hit you with some terrorist action, y'all let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at the MIDI. That's T-H-E dot MIDI, M-I-T-T. E-E, the MIDI. Hit us up on Instagram. You can catch me on my Instagram at DC underscore underscore Ray. You can catch my little bro. What's your Instagram? RC4421 underscores. All right. And uh, we're going to get into the song of a, the song of the day. I'm going to play the sample first. I'm going to play the original. And then I'm going to play the sample. Uh, for this episode, I got the perfect song. This song is called In All My Wildest Dreams by Joe Sample. And it goes a little something like this. Y'all might, y'all might recognize it, y'all might not, but here go y'all lesson for the day, Joe Sample. Actually, sound like church music when they taking an offering or something. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah, that's Joe Sample and all my wildest dreams. Nah, that was the original, and Tupac took that song, sampled it, and made this. I can already hear it. 
won't appreciate it. Shout out to all the moms out there. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. Now you actually listen to the lyrics. A lot of us relate to what I'm talking about. And I think this was an extra song to like send the trip out, tribute out to all the mothers. Like really, it matters. Yeah, you know. On the stress I caused, it was hell. Ain't nobody looking on my mama from a jail ain't cell. Nobody like him. Nobody gonna have your back like hey, your mama. Oh, no, you're back. And they say some crazy shit. My mom reminds me every time we get into it. You came out my pussy. You came out my ass. But hey, I know she always got my back. So. That's your mom. And if you lost your mom in these past couple years, man. Sorry for your loss, my deepest condolences It's probably the hardest loss that you ever had to go through And if your mom is still around Give her a call Give her a call Top it up, just say hey Never know that little sweet mama So if you share your story, give us a call Appreciate it no love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there Passed away and I didn't cry Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father who was gone I hung around with the thugs 